following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Hey everybody, it is Hump Day Wednesday right here on the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. We are in our SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios. Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Barry Church and Danny McRae. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this hump day? Man, doing good. Doing good, man. The sun's out. It's a little cold, but, you know, overall, you know, it's, 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 it's a beautiful day, man. So nothing can go wrong today. Beautiful day. All right. All right. <laughs> No, okay, nothing nothing can go wrong, all right? Nostradamus. Okay, I feel you. It's, it's a good day for me, too, man. We made it through ha- halfway through another week. It's a blessing to still be here. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get into what, what, what we're going to talk about today because I know church going to say something crazy, make us laugh, and then we're going to have to make him defend itself with some crazy rationale. So I'm, I'm excited for today. Hey, it's December, you, it's December 16th, which means we're getting closer and closer to the end of 2020. And I think we'll all be good if we can get ahead and get to 2021. Uh, the Cowboys will face the 49ers on Sunday. That game was supposed to be on NBC Sunday Night Football, but it got flexed out. So it is a noon football game. The 49ers <laughs> are favored by three points in this game. The Cowboys could get some reinforcements back, okay? So, yeah, one of the problems for the Cowboys has been that defensive backfield all year long. The man who leads the team in interceptions, rookie Travon Diggs, could be back. Cheeto Wouzier is off COVID-19, so I expect Cheeto to play. And Donovan Wilson to safety. He's back in practice. We expect him to play. So, Barry Church, your thoughts on some reinforcements coming in here to deal with Brandon Ayuk and those 49ers receivers. Man, you know what? Hey, we need all the help we can get. I mean, look, I was proud of what the secondary did last week um, against the Bengals. But like we all said, man, it was the Bengals and they were down to Brandon Island out there. But the secondary did fight and they scratched and they showed um, some competitiveness out there. So I definitely was happy with what I saw from them last week. But we need the reinforcements. Now, if we get to the individual players, if I'm Trayvon Diggs personally, if I'm Trayvon Diggs, I'm not coming back. I'm saying, look, man, this season is over with right now. I done put good tape on there. Yes, I had some ups and downs. I got beat, but it's my rookie year. And all people keep talking about is his fight and his ability out there. He leads the team in interceptions. I think he still leads the team in pass deflections by like four or five. So if I'm him, I'm like, look, man, I had, I had a solid rookie season. I'm going to go ahead and rest up and get back and get ready for this for this next upcoming season. Now, Chido Woozy, on the other hand, he got to come back. He has got to come back. And he has got to put good tape out there. Because right now, he's entering free agency with some of the worst tape I've seen at a corner position. When he came back... From his, from his hamstring a couple weeks back, he looked like he was running in sand out there. Everybody and their mom was running past this kid, and he put on bad tape. Now, going into free agency, that's the one thing you do not want to do at all. You don't want to put any other bad doubt in any other franchise out there that, hey, this kid might not be able to cover, or he's too slow to be out there and covering. So for me, if I'm Cheeto, I had to come out. These last three games, I got to put good tape out there, or else, man, he, he might be looking like a minimum contract type dude. Listen. And listen, from the player's perspective, sounds amazing. But from a coach's perspective, Diggs got to be out there. 
I would, I probably wouldn't put Cheeto <laughs> out there, but you just pay Anthony Brown, so so you're pretty sure he's going to be on the roster next season. You need to see what your what your defensive backfield looks like, what type of potential they have, see if they've been able to learn anything, and see if they can learn anything over these next three games. You have to you have to you have to see that to know like what what you have going into the next year. Cheeto, you know, he's most likely out of here. But me, me as a GM. And as a head coach, I want to know what I have, and I want to see these guys make a little progression over the last three weeks against some live action. So these guys need to be out there playing. Let me ask this question. I'll start with you, McCray. If you're Diggs, do you want to go against some other rookie receivers? See, Brandon Ayuk, first-round wide receiver. Um, Next week, Jalen Rager, the Eagles, comes into town. Does it become a personal thing? Where you know you see a guy in your rookie class and you want to prove something to him, and I and I asked that because I read the book Three Ring Circus, and whenever there was somebody in Kobe Bryant's rookie class, he always wanted to prove a point to them. So I'm just asking that question: Does that go through DB's minds at all? Well, listen, listen. Kobe's a one of a kind guy, so I, I won't go into to Diggs's mind and, and you know and say who he really wants to compete against. I'll tell you this: I'm pretty sure that he wants to continue to get better, as as we saw him do. As the season progressed, right? So we, we saw him fighting, then we saw him getting beat a couple times, but we were impressed with how, how he never gave up and he made some hustle plays, and then they'll start turning into interceptions. So in his mind, he's like, I was just starting to get better. I was just starting to get rolling. I, I want to get out there and finish this off, you know, and, and show these guys what I can really do. Hopefully finish the season off with a few more interceptions and big plays. So in, in his mind, I think I think that's what he's thinking. He, he's getting better and he wants to continue to show that uh, and leave, leave off on the season on a good note. Yeah, I guess I'm old, and I guess you know I'm the vet in the in here because I, I would have been if I'm if I'm Tavon Diggs, my thought process would have been like just like what I told y'all earlier. Hold on, man, I done had a solid, I done had a solid rookie campaign. Everybody's kind of putting me on this pedestal as one of the guys that can that can be a future star out there. I'm not risking it by going out there and putting any bad tape out there, so y'all could have me labeled like Cheeto Wuzier out here. There's just no way uh, that I would go out there and do that. I would just rest into that next 2020 year, 2021 year. But hey. I, that's just me. But now, when it comes but as a to, coach, to, oh, as a coach though, as, as a oh, coach, yeah, as a coach though, yeah. Be, be, be. yeah. If I'm Mike Nolan, I'm like, yo, you gotta get out there. I need you out there. I need every, I need everybody on deck. I'm trying to save my job. I need everybody on deck. So if I'm Mike Nolan, I'm for sure telling him, hey, hey you got to get out there. But if I'm Diggs, nah, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm chilling. Man. I did what I could these first these first couple games. I'm gonna go ahead and relax. But to the point that Nui talked about as far as DBs um, going out there against rookies, uh, my mindset when I was out there as a safety, I was more, I got to outplay the other safety out there. So if we're going against, you know, the Seattle Seahawks when they had Earl and Cam Chancellor or, or another good safety out there, I, would, I wouldn't focus myself on, you know, being able to outplay the, the offense. It would be, let me go out there and outplay those other safeties and let them know, hey, I'm in the same realm as y'all did. I make just as much as an impact as y'all did. So that was just my thought process going into the game against other safeties with talent. Well, this rookie receiver, Brandon Ayuk, is the real deal. He's a very good wide receiver with bad quarterback play, which also is impressive to me because Nick Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard have struggled. And even Jimmy Garoppolo, when he's been out there this year, he's struggled. And so I look at that young man, I just say, wow, what could he do if he had somebody that could actually get him the football on a regular basis that he could have some more chemistry with? This rookie receiving class here has been very impressive. And um, I feel bad for Jalen Rager. 
kid over at uh, Philadelphia because the media <laughs> and the fans are on him because they're like, why did we take you? <laughs> like, we could have had Joe Jefferson. <laughs> we could have had Brandon Ayuk. I mean, Philadelphia folks are cold, man. Like, look at everybody else that came after you, but we're stuck it with wouldn't you. Have, I mean, it wouldn't have helped. It, it, the way Carson Wentz is playing, it, it don't matter who out there receiver. They're not getting the ball to none of them dudes. He got he got some serviceable guys out there who can make some plays, but the way we've seen Carson Wentz play, he lost his job last uh, two weeks ago, and he's still not going to be starting this week. So he wouldn't have been able to get get anything done with some of those top receivers. They would have been wasted their first year. So I'm glad my boy uh, Justin Jefferson did not end up in Philly. Well, he's had a, mm-hmm. tremendous, had a tremendous campaign with the Minnesota Vikings. And, and, and how well did that work out? Stephon Diggs is in Buffalo. He's helped Josh Allen. Uh, they're, they're NFC, I should say AFC East champions. They're going to the playoffs. Minnesota uh, unloaded a, a, the contract, got themselves a number one pick, and then get, they get Jordan Jefferson, who looks like he can do everything Diggs has done and does it as a cheaper rate. So that's one of the few times where you look at a team and you say, man, that was a really good move. Because a lot of times when you lose a guy like that, you do never get close to replacing him. So Minnesota uh, ended up uh, doing okay there. Church, you asked a question uh, when we we were bouncing around topics here. Um, Who are some defensive players, if you're the Cowboys, you don't bring back who are free agents? So I'll let you go first on this unless you want me to because I've got a name of a guy that I would, I, I would bring back, okay? Uh, uh, uh. An upcoming free oh, agent defense worth keeping. A guy I would bring back. Go ahead. Go ahead, New. You, you got it. Okay. Man. You uh, got it. I want to hear this. Alden Smith. Oh, Alden Smith man. Back. Um, at 30, 31 years old. He is second on the team in splash plays behind Tank Lawrence with 24. He's played 652 snaps. Um, for a guy who hadn't played in five years, I, I thought he looked well, and I'd like to see what he could do next year, coming off this year, especially having a whole offseason, getting his body ready. Um, but I start to look at the numbers here, okay? Let's look at the money. You're going to have $24 million get off the cap. Tyrone Crawford's $9 million is gone. Uh, Sean Lee's $4.5 million is gone. Everson Griffin's $6 million is gone. And Gerald McCoy's $4.5 million is going to set $24 million out the door. If you give him a two, two, three-year contract, maybe two, um, and you're paying him Tyrone Crawford's money, $9 million a year or $8 million a year, I have no problem with that being on the other side of Tank Lawrence, especially not knowing, okay, because the draft is in April. I got to get this thing done, you know, most likely in March. I would like to keep someone in the building at defensive end. And we could say Randy Gregory, but I'm not ready to trust Randy Gregory 100% there just yet. So I would bring Alden Smith back. That's the free agent defensive player I bring back. I got a couple questions on that On that one. One, you said he has 24 splash plays? What, yes. what are we considering splash plays here? That's a great question. Uh, I just read the stat. Pro football focus. Break it all down. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hold on, man. We don't give no sacks. I don't know. That's good. That's good. I was, I was hoping you would ask that because I was writing it down. I was like, oh, I don't know man. Player, but, but it looks good. It looks like it's but like a rush win rate. You know, it looks good. It looks good. And he's number two behind Tank, so it looks good. Oh man! Look, overall, if we can look, I'm I'm with bringing Alden Smith back. <laughs> the analytics. Huh? Who, man, who, wait, oh, Pro Football Focus is run by Collinsworth, right? He is a part owner, Col- but this I'm not, I'm not sure that this came from Pro Football Focus. So so I'm not sure. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sure. All right. Well, I'll say this. I, I'm with bringing Alden Smith back, 
on on a on a on a very team friendly deal. And I don't consider, you know, Tyron Crawford's nine mil. I don't know if that's very team friendly, especially when you got, like you said, Randy Gregory right there in the wings, who these past couple weeks has come along. He's come along and he's starting to get things rolling. And like you said, with Alden Smith getting a full offseason, maybe he would become better. I'm sure with Randy Gregory as well. If he get a full offseason under his belt without anything going on, I think he would be better as well. And I think he would be that complimentary piece um, to Demarcus Lawrence that we would need. Uh, so overall, I, I don't know. It just, the price would have to be right for me to be able to bring back Alden Smith. It had to be extremely give me a number. friendly. Give me a number. I would, I would, say, around, I was, I would say around four or five. Five being the tops. I'd pay five a year for Alden Smith right now. He just hasn't, so you're, like, besides that scoop and score, he just, he just doesn't, hasn't done anything since the first couple weeks, in my okay. opinion. Now, let's just put it out here. You're saying give him <laughs> Sean Lee money. And, yes. That, and look at, okay, and, and Sean Lee this year is, is a linebacker, is barely played. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, if, I'm Alden, if I'm Alden Smith, I, I'll go to the market before I take four or five. I mean, as a pass rusher, he should. He, he should. And that's what I think he'll end up doing. I think he'll hit the market, and I think somebody will pay him probably up, upwards of $10 million to, uh, to go out there and be a DM for them. And I just don't, I think that's a little bit too expensive uh, for a guy like that who I feel is probably a rotational piece. And a down cap? I mean, remember, the cap's going down. Do you think he's going to get $10 million as true. the cap goes down? Somebody, for a guy who's, somebody had his issue, who's had his past issues, who's had his past issues. Yeah, I was gonna say, both of y'all, both of y'all out here acting like Randy Gregory and Alden Smith have really proved to y'all that for the next few years they're going to be on the straight and narrow. No, I'm not giving Alden Smith no three year deal <laughs> for, for no nine million dollars because he made it through one one COVID nineteen season where we was on lockdown the entire time. No, you you, you can't just push that stuff to the side. It's a it's a it's a good thing that he hasn't that he hasn't gotten into any trouble this year but that is still a big thing hanging over him and Randy Gregory's head are they able to be out there on the field can you depend on these guys to stay available same thing I said about Tyron Smith it's nothing against how they play the game but are they going to be available do you trust Alden Smith enough to give him a three-year deal and depend on him to be your right defensive end Danny I I, I, can can I give you a retort to that absolutely isn't this isn't this the organization that is out here giving out second, third, fourth chances? I mean, if you talk about an organization, who's going to trust him? Jerry. Who, who's going to roll the dice and take who, the game on? Who'd that work Jerry. out for? I, I think the, the, <laughs> la, the last guy we tried that with was Randy Gregory. And then before that, it was Greg Hardy. I mean, how, how many times are we going to try this? And it's the same position. Like, get, <laughs> get, 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 Jones, get you a guy. You, this is, <laughs> this is last chance you, okay? That's all I'm saying. This yeah. is last chance you, man. Rolando <laughs> McClain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, you Demetrius know, like Underwood, Alonzo Spellman. I mean, I go, I go down the list, but I'm just saying, oh, this is last man. chance you. So when you say, who's going to do it, the Cowboys are going to no, do it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you you as a GM, do, 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 is that something that you are doing? You you trust what you've seen from Alden Smith so much on the field that you're that you're able to say, you know what? He played well enough for me to say, even if he does fall off just a little bit or get into some trouble, it's worth the risk. And I'll give him three years, not with $9 million a year, $27 million. Now, now, mm. can I, let me, now let me just throw this out here with a caveat of what, what I suggested. Your contract is going to be set up in a way almost, just like Greg Zerline's contract. Okay, I'm going to set it up in this way in which I can get out of it. And that's something that I, I believe is more than fair. Uh, for the team and the player is, hey, look, we'll pay you, 
But because of what's happened in the past, we have to have some insurance and protection for ourselves. It's almost like the Gerald McCoy contract. You know, they put some things in because he had that knee issue uh, or whatever the, the, the leg issue he had. They put some insurance in there. Hey, if you heard it, then, then we get out of it. And, and they were able to get out of the contract. So, um, Danny, you're right. You know, I'm not sitting here saying, hey, it's a guaranteed contract, but but what I am going to do is, is pay you, but at the same time, I'm going to pay you with protections um, for myself because of, 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 of the past. Listen, I, I'm, look, I'm looking at the defensive end, the edge rusher list here for upcoming free agents, and I'm seeing names like Olivier Vernon. I'm seeing Trent Murphy. I'm seeing Pernell McPhee. I'm seeing Matthew Judon. I'm seeing all these names, and I'm I'm going to make a run at some of these guys before before I think about uh, picking up Alden Smith. Somebody on that list is looking for a one year team friendly deal so they can play it out. Somebody on that list is looking for one of those, and I think we can get one. Okay, now let me let me ask this. Okay, I'm, just, I'm going to push you a little bit more. Then, if you are trying to sign Dak Prescott. Can you afford to pay the price tag it may cost you to get one of these free agent defensive ends because nope. they're not going to be cheap? Nope. And that's why we need to go with my approach. That's why we need to go with my approach when it comes to I, Dak. I've been trying to this tell is, y'all, man. This is this is this is listen. This is this is the same thing. All right. It's somebody like like Jadavian Clowney sat out there and he ended up getting lucky. It's one of these guys on this list is going to be sitting out there because teams aren't going to be willing to pay whatever price tag they think they are worth. And you can scoop in and pay them a team-friendly deal. The list is long. It's I see about 30, 40 dudes on this list, all right? Somebody is going to be available for you to go bring in, have a conversation with, and see if it really fits. Not like you did Everson Griffin. Have a real conversation with, a, with the defensive coordinator and see if this really fits with something that you want to do. I would take that look first before I, I thought about giving Alden Smith a three-year deal. Nothing against him. But I, I just haven't forgotten about the past the same way I haven't forgotten about the past of Randy Gregory. Okay, so, good. So, good, Danny, good. who would so, you have? So, who would you pick? Who would you pick, D-Mac? My bad, Louie. My bad. I didn't even cut you off. My bad. No, no, no. no. Man, that, you know what? It, it's, it, it's really tough. I really have to go watch some film on them because I don't want to pick them just off their name. But I know that these guys have been able to make some serious plays and they're proven players and they haven't been. They haven't had any off the field issues. They they are available for you for sixteen games throughout the season. Well, and the, the the issue is with these guys, and if their agents are smart, they're going to be pushing to get these guys signed in March. With a guy like Everson Griffin, look how long it waited. So if you want to play that waiting game, sit out free agency, um, you know, go through the draft, and then hope you know come training camp time that you can get a deal on some guys. Then they could do that. That that's something they could do. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how the Cowboys approach it because they want to rebuild this defense. Are they willing to wait to try and get that part? Hey, let's take a break here. We've got a whole list of topics we still need to get to. Back-to-back wins on this team. Is Zeke on the trading block? Darren Woodson goes after the Cowboys. Let's do it right here on the Players' Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com or DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. 
Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of mine. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To the Players' Lounge. AT&T <laughs> continues to innovate new ways to connect Cowboys Nation with new and exciting game day experiences, including Starview presented by AT&T 5G, available in stadium and for home use. Download the Dallas Cowboys mobile app and look for Starview under the tab stadium. All right, uh, we are back here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by Barry Church and Danny McCray, two former Dallas Cowboys safeties. Cowboys getting ready to face the San Francisco 49ers this week. Uh, the Cowboys have not had back-to-back wins this season at all. I did a little digging, mm. and I sent you guys this note. I wanted to look at Mike McCarthy, since he's a head coach right here, no back-to-back wins. I said, when's the last time McCarthy had back-to-back wins as a head coach? Remember, he sat out all of 2019. In 2018, he did not have a back-to-back win. And he was fired after going 4-7-1. So 12 games gone. So then I went back to 2017. And he did have back-to-back wins. He had two of them. It was December 10th, a win over Cleveland. And December 3rd, a win over Tampa Bay. Both of those wins were in overtime. That Cleveland team went 0-16. That Bucks team went 5-11. Gentlemen, let me ask Who was this quarterback? Who was this quarterback during that time? It's a good question. Oh, Brent Huntley? I don't Brent know. Brent Huntley? Was that the guy? We oh, I don't know. For that, for not, the, I was just messing so, so, wait, wait, wait. I don't know. For that whole time, Aaron Rodgers was not his quarterback. Oh, no. He was in there. He, he slid in there. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I'm just checking. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I see, Rodgers, you, I see he what you're getting that. I see, I see he couldn't get back-to-back dubs. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and, so, and so the question I would, I would ask you guys is consistently people will say, hey, a player has lost a step or a player doesn't have what they used to. Can we say the same thing about coaches that coaches – can cannot be as good as they used because I remember, and you guys are too young for this. I remember in 1988 <laughs> when Tom Landry went three and thirteen, and people said game passed the buck. Remember when Chuck Noll toward the end, people said, you know what, Chuck Noll can't do it anymore. They said things about Don Shula. 
we're looking at Mike McCarthy here in his last four hey. games, man. He's, it's a losing record. Can, can, can this guy be losing it a little bit? And, and that's despite the fact Jerry said he's coming back. That's fine. But I'm just wondering, I'm just asking the question because we say it about players all the time. Can we say the same thing about coaches? Church. Church, wait, listen, you're going to understand this uh, why I'm laughing so hard when Nui brought this question up. I'm just going to say this name, and I'm going to see if y'all get a little chuckle out of you. Monty Kiffin. Does, <laughs> do you lose a step? <laughs> do you lose a step? Can the game pass you by? Absolutely. <laughs> you right about that. Bro, yes, man. The, the game evolves. It continues to evolve, man. We got we got different t- type of quarterbacks playing. We got different type of defense needs to be run. We got different type of special teams stuff going on. Yes, the game evolves. You can lose a step, but if you go sit in, in the barn and you and you do analytics, then then you shouldn't lose a step. So I'm, I mean, you know, at this point, hey. it is what it is. We'll we'll just see. Hey, man, I ain't okay. going to let y'all sit here and, and pile up on my boy Big Mike like that, man. Look, he, he had an off year, man. He, 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 he lost his QB1. He lost all his offensive linemen. And his, his, his boy, uh, his best friend, one of, his, one of his boys, Mike Nolan, who he thought was going to come in here and improve the defense, ended up not doing anything as far as being a part of this defense. So, look, I got to give him a pass for this one year. Is it possible that the game can pass you by? One of course year. it is. We saw, we, saw it with, we saw it with Kiffin. We saw it with Kiffin. Even the coaches in the, in the same room with Kiffin are like, man, this dude doesn't know what he's talking about. So, the, the game can pass you by, but I'm not ready to say that yet about Mike, man. I can't do big Mike like that. No way. No, did you just read off something from all the way goes all the way back to 2017? Church is talking about one off year. <laughs> yeah, in 2020. But what was his record? But what was his record that that year though? I, I understand he, he said four seventy one. Four seventy one. He got fired. <laughs> he, four, he was in 2018. He was four seventy one, and 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 yeah. And I'm looking here at that last season. Okay, by the way, 471. And they fired him after they got beat at home by the Arizona Cardinals, 20 to 17. Who was quarterback by Josh Rosen that day? Josh Rosen was four, uh, 11 to 26 for 149 yards. David Johnson was the oh, leading rusher for 20 carries and 69 yards. So, uh, <laughs> listen, man, Big listen, Mike's making it listen, hard on me. Let me let me break this down for church. All right, let me break this down for church because oh, I don't want church to man. feel like I don't want church to feel like that. That, that it, for me is like me going in on Big Mike. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm gonna give it to you like this, church. So, what do you think? You know how you watch uh, Hard Knocks and all those TV shows to where they go, you know, back into the uh, to the meeting rooms and you listen to the coaches talk about the players and you had always been one of those guys who said, man, I wonder what they'd be saying about us in the, in, in the back of that room back there, right? When guys That's are true. starting to get cut, guys are starting to get released. I can guarantee you these conversations that we are having right now, they are being had about players in the locker room around every uh, around every team in the league. So the coaches can can get the same stuff too. It ain't nothing against Mike. We just go. We just went back against his record. Said he ain't won a back to back game since 2017. He got to the Cowboys, and we do have all these issues. But right now we sitting at four wins. And even when Dak was playing, we was sitting at two and three. So I mean, you know, some, something's got to give. He's, he is having a rough year. He's going to get another shot at it. But for this year, I'm just talking about this year. This is this is what I see from him when he got to the Cowboys. But but we, we talk but let about. Me say if, go ahead. Go ahead. Nui, go ahead. When we talk about analytics, they start to take, the, you know, hey, what have you done here, here, here? And, and, and they start putting it together to spit out a number. 
And and that and I first Babe Laufenberg, who's the analyst for Cowboys Radio, Dallas Cowboys Radio. He's the first person brought together. Like, hey, this is what Mike Mike's record is, you know, over the past two three years. And and every you know, it's just it's tough. And you start going back and you look. I mean, it's it's just tough. So when we go back to back to back wins, Barry, we got to go to 2017. And it was against a team that went 0 and 16, coached by Hugh Jackson, who got fired. And then it was against a 5 and 11 Tampa Bay team, coached by Dirk Cotter, who's since been fired. Just saying. I mean, I understand it, but but if we look at all the other first year coaches with their new team this year, I mean, he hasn't done that bad. I mean, yeah, it's not where the expectations were where we thought coming into the year we thought this was a playoff caliber team, could be a Super Bowl caliber team. It just hasn't panned out that way. But when you put him against all the other teams that have you know new coaches for their first year, he, he hasn't done that bad. I think he deserves another year go, at least another go. Huh? Oh, and, uh, okay, <laughs> let's go. Are you serious? Tail of the are you All right. serious? Tail please, Nui. Please, Nui. Please. Right. He hasn't please. done that bad. Cleveland. His record is not okay. that bad. Cleveland's first-year head coach, Kevin Stefanski, is 9-4. Nine 9-4. and, four. Nine and four. He, ca- yes. he came into AT&T Stadium and beat the brakes off the Cowboys and rushed for 307 yards with a second and third string running back. Okay? Uh, I'm your talking other about the records, year, The other first-year head coach... Ron Rivera, he's got cancer. His team is six and seven, and they beat the Cowboys twice. Mm, Other yeah. first-year head coach, Joe Judge, five and eight. Mike McCarthy did beat him, but the Giants right now have an opportunity to win the division, and they, uh, yeah, for first-year head coach, and he fired, he fired Mark Colombo during the year, and they got better. Oh, we're going to act like Michael, Mark Colombo making a difference listen, out here. Listen, and knew it, knew it. Listen, don't let church fool you. It ain't about the records, bro. It's about what you it's see about when you record. watch. When you, no, listen, it's okay, about what go. you see. There we go, me, man. There's the first year head coach. There we go. There you go. There you go. To, to, to me, it's about what you see when you, when you watch the team. What's around the team? You think about the issues that we've talked about around this team since Mike McCarthy has got here. Outside of the record, the fact that we are last in the division. All right? Out, outside of that, we are last in the worst division in the National Football League. We last, all right? Outside of that, we sit on this show and talked about Anonymous. We sit on this show and talked about players coming out here talking about you don't got to hustle the whole game. They out here smashing watermelons for motivation. They out here, like, we, we talked about the, we talked about. Hey, hey they uh, won that game. Listen, they won that game. Look, listen, listen, we talked about, we, we, listen, I'm just, I'm just listening. We, we talked about a special teams coach possibly calling his own players and not letting the uh, head coach know. We, we talked about, we talked about a, a head coach who brought in a defensive coordinator who hasn't produced at all. And, and, and possibly continuing to have this guy as his defensive coordinator moving forward. And when you look at the decisions that are being made at, from the top coming down, that, that is what plays the bigger part in it for me. All right, everything else happened. We last in the division. But how did we look going into last place? It, it has been so many issues from, from, from day one. I mean, there's a lot of issues. You guys are right. There's a lot of issues. And I'm not saying this whole thing is, is strawberries and cherries and everything is going great. It, it's not. But I think this guy deserves one more go around. I've mentioned oh, yeah. all we the things, say, all the built-in excuses he's had in there. We and overall, that he wasn't. And overall, if, we, if, we, if we're looking at records right now, first-year head coaches, overall, I mean, he, he's, he's only two games back. He's two games back Only, of, of Ron Rivera. 
That's it. Only two games. And back. Wait, six and seven. Besides the Browns, because I mean, look, Stefanski's done an amazing job over there. They're balling right now. So besides the Browns, I mean, he's right there with all the first head year head coaches. He's right there. Right. Six no, and seven, five and let, eight, four nine, four and nine. Don't let don't let church ain't even over yet. Don't, hey, don't know, let church have the Twitter people try, trying to get on us talking about we said Mike McCarthy shouldn't come back next year. That ain't what we said. <laughs> that ain't what I we said. I didn't say that. Church, church, just he trying to rile them up. Year record he's trying to rile them up. not as bad <laughs> as everyone <laughs> else's. That's all I'm saying. Those other, those other three head coaches, two of the three going to be in the playoffs. Okay? Two of the three going to be in the playoffs. Yep. And the other one will just oh, be two, two of the four. second place in his division. You forgot Matt Rule because Matt Rule's four oh, nine Matt, as well. Oh, my bad, Matt Rule. Oh, Matt Rule. Okay, and you know what? Four Matt nine. Rule's team. Matt Rule's team has performed a lot better. I tell you what. I tell you what. Give me Matt Rule. Matt Rule's done a better head coaching job than Mike McCarthy has. Okay, they have the same record. Make that. Bro, it ain't about the record. It ain't all about the record. It ain't about. Wait a second. We gonna sit here and say it ain't about the record? That's how you get expected to be one of the worst teams in the league. Carolina's expected to be one of the worst teams in the league, okay? One of the worst. <laughs> they beat Arizona. They beat the brakes off Arizona. Arizona came here and beat the brakes off it. Stop it. Stop it. We got to take a break so, here. So, uh, so they beat Arizona, <laughs> so that means he's doing a better job than McCarthy. He is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> they got the same record. They got the same church, record. church, church. You take church. Stop, they had their quarterback one. They got their church, offensive church. line. What, what, what church, are we I'm talking take this about break, here? Church, I'm gonna take this break. So you have to stop taking these L's, okay? I'm, I'm gonna take this break. For you I, right I just now. can't believe y'all you said Matt Rule is doing I'm a better job than regroup. McCarthy. That's yeah. what I'm saying go right now. And, and that is that's blasphemy. That, that ain't an L. That's just talking crazy. Darren Woodson has some words about the Dallas Cowboys defense. Let's, let's hear from the Cowboys Ring of Honor legend next right here on the Players Club brought to you by Hotels.com <laughs> DallasCowboys.com Radio. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, 
cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Back to the Players' Lounge. Hey, Santa is back at his Dallas Cowboys cottage at the Star in Frisco. Appointments are available now to take your socially distanced holiday photo with Santa through December 24th. Book now at the Star in Frisco.com slash Santa. Cowboys taking on the 49ers on Sunday. If you're going to the game, it's noon, okay? It's not Sunday night anymore. That game has been flexed out, so you're going to have to change around your plans. Go ahead and make sure you do that now. Uh, 49ers, three-point favorites, by the way, in this football game. Okay, um, it's been a rough season for the Dallas Cowboys. It's been a rough year for Barry Church, who made a bet with Danny McRae <laughs> about the Cowboys winning the NFC East. He now owes him Nick and Sam's because uh, the slim chance of that happening. Darren Woodson, who won three Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys, recently said this about the team, and I want to get your take on this. I'll start with you, McRae. Here's what Darren had to say. The way they play. It makes the competitor in you cringe. It was my job to hit people, to punish quarterbacks, to have my teammates back. But these guys, I don't know. They're helping up runners, giving love taps on helmets. After the game, sure, it's a brotherhood, but between the lines, where's the animosity? We just don't see anger in this defense's veins. We see tackling like they're playing flag football. That's why all season they have been gashed. He goes on to say, our old special teams coach, Joe Avizano, used to say, sometimes you eat the bear, sometimes the bear eats you. At safety, you might not always win the physical battle, but make no mistake, it isn't a physical football. This isn't a football, a physical football team. If you're outmanned, you have to win the mental battles. You don't do either of those. You get run over on one play, then blow an assignment the next. That's where mm. the bear gets you. With this team, there's just too many mental errors, just too much hero ball. McCray, your thoughts. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep this one short. I talked about this earlier when I told you um, about how they looked against the Rams when they were trying to defend the run. They were taking all, all the blocks five yards deep. You've seen them taking the brunt of the blow, and, uh, and that continued for the rest of the season. And I, I, have, I have my guess for the two guys that he talk, he's talking about in those first two statements of playing flag football and helping guys up and patting them on the helmet. I'm going with number 25, and I'm going with Jalen Smith. Uh, I, 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 I gotta. I have to have it in my mind that he watched those games and he's seen that stuff happen, and he's really talking to them. But he just didn't want to say their names because he's still gonna be around them. But those are the two guys I think that he's talking about. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to agree a hundred percent with uh, with my boy Woody out here. I mean, when it, when it comes to this defense. Uh, he, he hit the head. He hit the nail right on the head with this one. I mean, I agree with him when he says they're playing too much hero ball. And we saw that the instant, especially, uh, I can't even speak right now, but we saw that when they played Cincinnati, when Jalen hopped out of that hole to try to go fill some other hole and the running back ran right through where he was supposed to be. That's called hero ball. That's not taking your responsibility serious. And you're over there trying to do someone else's job, trying to make every play. And you can't do that. You got to hold everyone accountable and you got to trust that your other teammate out there is going to do his job. When you spin out a hole, 
holes and you hop out of holes trying to make other plays and trying to be instinctful like that, you're just creating more problems for your defense. And we've seen too many instances of that so far this season. So I got to agree with Woody on this one uh, when he says they're, they're just playing hero ball and they're playing flag football out there. And that's just not a winning formula when you want this de- where you want this defense to be. I, I forgot about that spin move. <laughs> I forgot about the spin yeah, move. Yeah, like that. <laughs> uh, I, I do, but I, I remember the hero ball that got us in trouble against Baltimore with LVE going the wrong way as well. He knew his assignment, and he still tried to go track down something that wasn't his job. So, I mean, like, like I said, Dar- Darren Wilson's watching the same game we're watching, and he's being critical of these guys. And, you know, if anybody deserves to be critical of the Cowboys defense, it's him because he's, he's, he's stood out there. He's earned it. And he's a three-time Super Bowl champion. So, if it's coming from him, it's something to it. All right. Church raised another question here that, that we need to get into here on the Players' Lounge. And that is, should the Cowboys bring Andy Dalton back next year as a quarterback with this team? <laughs> I'll let you go ahead and answer that, Church, since you raised it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to let y'all, y'all. Y'all already know where I stand on this. Y'all, y'all know with exactly with where I stand on this. So go ahead, d Double I'll let G. you go first because y'all, know, y'all Listen, know exactly where I stand on this. I know. you. You. They should let him go, and then they should have Double G come back in here and be the second quarterback, and then Danucci should still be third, I, I assume, uh, if, if you're talking. Danucci? I, I should be the third string quarterback. I, are you, you going to bring in uh, Justin Fields? You, oh yeah, Justin. Justin Fields will be a third team quarterback. No, all seriousness, and I, no, in all seriousness, I think they should bring Andy Dalton back next year so they can have a serviceable guy. One, because as we sit here and as we talk about each week, we have no idea what's going to happen with Dak Prescott. So you are going to need a veteran guy out there. You do not want to go into the offseason with just Gilbert being your the quarter, uh, Gilbert and Danucci being the quarterbacks on your roster. So bring Andy Dalton back. Make sure you have a guy that's ser- serviceable because you'll be fixing your offensive line and hopefully next year they'll be able to do something more. But yes, Andy Dalton should be back next year. Um, All right. Well, I, I'll, one, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Louis, go ahead. I'll finish it up. I, I don't, I, personally, I don't see Andy Dalton back here. Because I think there will be jobs, starting jobs, that Andy Dalton can possibly compete with for across this league. Just looking at teams that could be in need of a quarterback or have some quarterback job um, competitions next year. New England, San Francisco, Jacksonville, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Just a few teams that could. And if I'm Andy Dalton, I come back here, they signed Dak Prescott to a long-term deal. I know what I'm at. I'm sitting here as a, as a guy who's just holding a clipboard. Also, it costs you $3 million this year to sign Andy Dalton. He's about to hit some incentives that could take him up to 4 to $5 million. If you sign Dak Prescott to this deal, if the Cowboys go out and make the kind of changes that we believe they will to fix their defense, I don't know if you can invest $3 million in a guy who may not play in terms of your backup. That's where I think that Garrett Gilbert and, and Ben DiNucci are going to come into play here. Dak Prescott's deal here, because Deshaun Watson got $40 million. I'm asking for $40 million minimum if I'm Dak Prescott's agent, Todd France. There's just not going to be a lot of money left around. So I just don't think they're going to have the luxury to pay the quarterback the way they have in the past. Go ahead, Church. Yeah, I think you're completely right about that. I don't, that's why I think Andy Dalton won't be back next year is because, you know, I think he'll, he'll be looking to have a job to start somewhere. I think his initial thing coming down here was, you know, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to get my body right and I'll just be this backup quarterback. And it didn't happen that way. He ended up getting thrust into the fire and he's played OK throughout this season. But um, I think he's going to look for an opportunity to either get a starting job or at least compete for a starting job. <laughs> and another reason you said is because, uh, you know, the pay, the pay, it, it'll be just a little bit too much to pay a back 
backup quarterback the money that I think he's going to want this offseason. But I'm not going to sit here and let, and let D-Mac disrespect Double G like that. All right, he, Serviceable. We saw what happened when Double G was able to come in here against Pittsburgh, one of the best defenses in the National Football League. He was more than serviceable. He took them all the way down to the wire. Now, look, I think Double G will be a lot cheaper and I think he'd be the better option as a backup going up next year, whether it be a backup to Dak Prescott or whether it be a backup to one of these young quarterbacks in the draft. Either way, I think we should bring Double G back as a backup. <laughs> let Andy Dalton go ahead and do what he does. Hello. So, so you, you basing this off Pittsburgh now? Have you watched Pittsburgh the last few weeks? That's the only op Man, they we, gave him. That's the only opportunity they gave him. That's the only opportunity they gave him. I'm saying, oh, I know y'all. Wait a second. Because before that Argy. Dallas game, that's all I heard was Pittsburgh defense finna do this. Pittsburgh yeah. defense about to do that. And now we can talk about, oh, did you see Pittsburgh Absolutely. the other day? No, we, man. I don't we, want to we, Listen, that. listen. We, we thought Pittsburgh was something that they're not. And, and they've been showing it for the Thank last you. few weeks. And, like, and, I'm, not, and I'm not saying so that. So two I'm weeks going to take that, away I, the whole season. No, listen. I'm, I'm not listen, I'm not saying that Double G, Double G is bad. All right? I, I think he went out there and he did a good job. In one game. And I say this about Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton ain't starting for nobody next year. Y'all can say what y'all want to. Church, you just say he's played okay. I don't, listen, if you are a GM and you're looking for a starting quarterback and you end up with Andy Dalton, you have made a mistake. He should be a backup quarterback. That, that, that is what he should be. And he should be here being a backup quarterback. How much you pay Sean? How, how much you pay Sean Lee this year to not play? All right, well, you can pay Andy Dalton three. You can find a way to pay Andy Dalton $3 million to, to be the backup quarterback. And who knows? We thought Andy Dalton was going to get no PT this year. He's starting. <laughs> Dak Prescott has been out since the beginning of the season, so you never know what's going to happen. The game of football is one of those sports to where you have no idea what's going on, and they are lucky to have Andy Dalton uh, as a backup quarterback this year, even though Church thinks double G would be better. Lucky. Jackson, Jacksonville tried to get Andy Dalton this past offseason with COVID. Andy said he, he didn't want to make the move with his family. Uh, Jay Gruden's his former coordinator at Cincinnati. Uh, they had Mike Glennon out there starting. Gardner, Gardner Minshew got benched, and I believe they're going to go for a, a quarterback as well. So, this, you know, does Jacksonville want to invest in Andy Dalton and pay him? You know, let's say they want to pay him starter money of, you know, 12, 15 million for one season. And knowing that, you know, they're going to bring in someone else. If you're Andy Dalton, you've got an opportunity to make that kind of cash and you've got a coordinator whose offense you know, um, I think you're going to have to think about it. You know, if Bill Belichick and, and, and the Patriots, that was another team that was linked to him. If, if they come and offer this guy, you know, 10 plus million dollars, and even if you don't guarantee the starting job, I think you got to think about that if you're Andy Dalton versus sitting around here with the Cowboys and trying to take around here and do three, four, five million bucks. I do believe in this quarterback star of league that this guy can get paid this kind of money. I mean, remember, the Bears gave Mike Glennon $18 million one year. So mm. it's not going to be crazy to say Andy Dalton is not going to be able to go get a job. Is the GM team. still there? Is that GM still working for the Bears? Yes. He, he'll be yes. fired. <laughs> Ryan Pace. Right, right, still right. Let's. Ryan Pace got there in 20, 2015 when I came back to the Cowboys. I can guarantee you, he's on his last strike. All right. Mm, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And, and Andy, oh, listen, another bit. Andy Dalton will not be starting for nobody next year. He will not be starting for the Patriots. He will not be starting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm willing to put something on it. You, you are you willing to go for 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 another bet, Nui? Are you talking it about the five, red rifle? It, it is 16 <laughs> after. It's 16 after. We are over our time. Producer Chris <laughs> has other shows that he has to take care of and get to. So, 
for Danny McCray, Barry Church. I'm Louis Scott. Saying thank you so much for checking out the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Take care, everyone. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?